SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Regardless of how much you struggle, I hope you know there's still hope for you on the other side of that. Scott Stapp was a founding member and the lead vocalist of the band Creed. and We're chatting with him today at SWIS Radio. Back in like 2012, you wrote a book called Sinner's Creed, Scott. And in the book, you talk a lot about the different struggles that were going on in your life with the height of Creed's success and you know, wild parties, but also the faith elements that were fueling the passion behind the music. Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, it began really as, as just me trying to sort out the details of my life, you know, while I was in treatment for alcoholism. And, uh, you know, and then I got in touch with David Ritz, you know, which was a, a very, uh, I call it a divine experience. You know, it just seemed to flow that way. And, you know, we put it together and, and his amazing writing ability and mentorship just inspired me and, and helped me really, you know, repurpose you know, some things in my past that, that uh, were still affecting me today. In reading through this book, you talk a lot about just the struggle with alcohol and drug abuse and how God kind of worked through that whole process for you. Oh, most definitely, you know, and it's an ongoing process, you know. Uh, it's 24 hours at a time, and it started with just finally having to surrender and, and throw, in the, throw in the towel and, and, and the white flag and just say, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this without you. And then, you know, thank God for, for putting people in my life that have been through those experiences and, and just shared their, their experience and their strength through that and, and the hope they had uh, and passed that on to me. So let's go back to the start of your band, Creed. Now, obviously, you incorporated a lot of spiritual themes in your music. And were all the guys from the band interested in faith or was that more driven by you? You know, they were really caught off guard with, uh, you know, the, the Christian label that we got and and at the time, you know, I had really paid no attention to my lyrics. Uh, they were more concerned about uh, the music. And, and so, it, it, like I said, it really caught them off guard. So was faith a part of your life from an early age, or was that something that came in later? You know, I was born in the church. Uh, I kind of feel like I went from the hospital to uh, the church nursery. And uh, really, uh, you know, I experienced some things during my early childhood with some abuse at home. And looking back, just some serious spiritual abuse in which, uh, you know, I was introduced to a God of fear and perfectionism. And I talk about that in Sinner's Creed. And, and uh, you know, it, in going back and reflecting on that, it, you know, it really impacted my life uh, moving forward. And, and even though, as I talk about in the book, my grandfather, who was, you know, introducing me to a God through the world around me, through nature and, and sharing a God of love with me uh, and grace and forgiveness, you know, my father and who was actually my stepfather who I he was just my hero being you know a, a young boy without a father you know his what he said went and and he he came at at me as you know he was he was speaking the words of God and 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 I believed it and it, and it really impacted me in a, in a severe way I know it's interesting how our perception of God can steer so many of those things in our life in a good way or a bad way you know uh, I got to the point where I just felt like I can't do this. Uh, I'm never going to be good enough. Then, of course, uh, you know, ego and selfishness got in. Uh, you know, I, I began to enjoy some of my sin when I, you know, at those times. And, and then as I went into the world, uh, I wanted to experience everything that, you know, I was raised to, to believe I shouldn't. You know, I, I realized the truth in that scripture that says the wages of sin is death. 
because uh, many times I faced that, and uh, thank God that he, he spared me. And we're talking to Scott Staff from the band Creed, and you're talking about just kind of like going through and that living in the world but not being of the world like it talks about in Romans 12. But, you know, from your life experience, how do you see a practical way of actually doing that if you're going to do it all over or instruct your kids on that? Well, I'd say the first thing that, you know, I want to communicate to my kids is love. You know, I think that there's a direct connection between, you know, us as parents and how our children view God. You know, for me, being a father, you know, I'd probably confuse my kids if you know, I was showing them this vengeful, angry, you know, non-forgiving, perfectionist father, and then trying to communicate to them a God of love and grace and what Christ came to do for us. And that would send a lot of confusion because they wouldn't have anything to associate a heavenly father with their earthly father. And so that would be very important. You know, and then just, you know, I found that when I step out of the way, and just let God work and kind of, I call it setting the table because I find that, you know, all the time in my life, I trip over things, I, I stumble, I fall, and I mean that on various levels. And the same goes, at least for me right now in my life, with how I'm, how I'm sharing Christ with others and especially my children. And so it's more along the lines of opening the door and letting God pull them in. But of course, doing my, you know, keeping up with my responsibilities as a father and, and what I need to do. But, you know, I think it's more about my actions and my example than beating it down their throat and uh, making them feel like they have no choice. Because, you know, like any father, I know that my Heavenly Father wants us to love Him because we choose to. You know, I, I know that I, I feel so, just I get goosebumps when one of my children walk up to me and out of the blue are like, Dad, I love you. Dad, I miss you. You know, and so if I can feel that kind of feeling when, when that, you know, unexpected or uncoached or, or unkind of led pure love comes to me, I can't imagine how our Heavenly Father responds when, you know, children or young people come to Him. And so it's just my job not to confuse them. It's just incredible how all of us on the outside were probably just thinking, man, these guys from Creed just have it all. And on the inside, you're just probably feeling like everything was crumbling. Well, I tell you, you know, I, I fell into a depression uh, in 97, and, and really there's so many, you know, real medical reasons for that, but also there was just the hole and nothing. You know, I, I began to have all my dreams fulfilled, everything you can imagine. It wasn't making me happy, and you know, I wasn't getting the acceptance that I so desperately wanted and, and the love that I so desperately wanted, and, and so I began to you know, increase my alcohol, you know, try new drugs and, you know, began to numb out. And then, you know, they got a hold on me. Then an addiction came in and then it just spiraled there. And, and I tell you, it's, it's just amazing uh, that God uh, and his grace could care about me and, and show me how to accept that love and, and continue to show me uh, when I had no concept of what real love was. And so you even hit a point where you just got so tough and just so tired, you even tried to take your own life, right? In my sober mind, you know, that's something I would never do. And even get angry at how selfish that act is. But under the influence of, of a concoction of medication, you know, recreational drugs and, and alcohol, you know, I was insane. Not of my own mind and completely under the control of, of these chemicals. And so that thought process, you know, I began to humor it. And then during some of my lowest and darkest places of, you know, physical and mental and psychological distress, there were a couple times when I turned on myself. 
God uses interesting people in our life to get our attention sometimes. And we're talking with Scott Stapp from the band Creed. And since then, he's broken off to pursue some other artistic endeavors. But a few years back, you wrote a book called Sinner's Creed. And we're talking about the way that God steps into our life. You mentioned that there was this mix of alcohol and drugs and depression and You were trying to work through that and you were in a really low state and you tried to take your life by literally jumping off one of the floors of the Delano Hotel in Miami. But the rapper T.I. actually was someone that God used to pull you back. I've been reading in the Bible lately, you know, how, you know, we can't always see someone and be able to have an indication, you know, that God would use them. You know, it's usually those that that we least expect and those that we've cast off or, or those that we just don't see on the outside, uh, but God can use anyone. God can use inanimate objects. He can use numbers. He can use anyone, non-Christians, for his glory. And, and I really feel that, you know, that night uh, when I fell from the 16th floor of the Delano and you know, should have fallen to my death, 16 stories, you know, landing on a, a ledge 40 feet down, and, and T.I. found me after two hours of talking with God and screaming for help. And, and so on that day, he was there to help save my life. And, you know, another time, which I speak about in my book, you know, I had two MP5 machine guns to my head. You know, I had been going through withdrawals from um, the medication I was using to keep me on the road and, you know, the rock docs, so to speak, that were giving me these prednisone injections, which, you know, long-term injections can, can really make you crazy. And then mixing that with alcohol, I was, I was insane. You know, thank God at the last moment, I looked up and and stared right into my young son's eyes in a picture, and that was enough to pull me out of that place, and then I just fell to the ground and just began to cry out to God. In those moments, as far as I felt away from God, I really feel that he heard me, and I I know for a fact he did. You know, and I, I was raised in an environment where, you know, everything was based on feelings, you know, and so I would feel the wrath of God, and then when I feel the Holy Spirit or, or feel, feel God, you know, that's how I knew or felt that I was okay. But I'm learning in my life that, it, that feelings have nothing to do with it. And even in those times when I feel like I'm, I'm praying to the ceiling and, and no one can hear me, and especially God, because of my sin and the life and the darkness that I'm in, I've been proven wrong on that and really have faith and believe that, you know, God loves us so much that it doesn't matter when we cry out to our Father, he hears us. And I hope as you're listening to this, you can acknowledge that maybe you feel far from God, but he's not as far from you as you think. He's ready and willing and able to pour out his radical grace in your life when you can own the fact that you're a sinner and that you're far from him. You just talk to him. Like in 1 Timothy chapter 1, the Apostle Paul says, Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. But I receive mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. I mean, the prayer of an honest person crying out to God, asking for redemption, someone owning their sin and where they were asking Jesus to come into their life, that is a prayer he always answers. So maybe this is a day where you need to pray that prayer and say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Jesus, I want you 
you front and center. I am a sinner and I confess that. And I want your Holy Spirit living inside of me. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin, that you overcame death, you overcame the grave, and you did that for me so that you could have a relationship with me. And I want to have a relationship with you. Jesus, would you come into my life and save me right now? That is a prayer you can pray anytime, and you know God's going to hear that. Now, write down my email if you want to talk more deeply about that. It's scott at sosradio.net. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.